You are listening to the One Man Show Network. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Aaron Says What podcast. I am your host, Aaron Weinbaum, and in my quest to bring you the most interesting people I can find, I have guest Dave Madden. I will tell you all about that. I'm going to get him on the line right now. Hello, Dave. Are you there? Yeah. No, I'm here. All right. Hey, welcome to the Aaron Says What podcast. Uh, every once in a while, I like to interview a fan of my Dana Unleashed, Dana White MMA parody account. Uh, with Dave Madden, he's a media manager, covers MMA in Northern California, is involved with the MMA Gold Fight Team, and is a host of the MMA Gold Podcast. Uh, great to have you here. Is there anything I left out? No, man, you got it and, and covered it all. And actually, when I when you kind of... Uh, unveiled your <laughs> yourself as like i'm the dana unleashed guy i don't know i thought that was kind of cool yeah um i and i you know i don't know it's one of those things on twitter where everyone's a profile picture anyways and so <laughs> you know to to then like have a face you're like oh shit like i felt like that was kind of cool on twitter you know no yeah man and for, i think you followed my actual account also my you know my real name account but uh the the dana account's fun don't be wrong but uh I found that it's not really a big deal if I spoil it on the podcast because really my fans don't cross over, so it, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we followed each other on the on my other old Twitter account, right? That got hacked. And yeah, man, I was. I, it's kind of funny, you know. I it's like fine, you restart, you do it all again, but you just. Like all the things that I've done with MMA, like you, you mentioned the Northern California stuff and the MMA gold stuff. And that's like kind of just my main focus now. And I just have so much fun doing that. But before I was doing that, like I was doing like book reviews or, um, you know, interviews with whoever and just like different stuff that wasn't just NorCal and team focused and, mm -hmm. You know, just you gain followers through that, that like, you're like, ah, oh, well, I'm not going to do that project again, you know? Oh, shoot, you know? And, uh, so, but it's all good. Yeah, man, it that's tough. I, I actually shut down the Dana account for a period of time, and then I opened it back up, and, I, and it was kind of like starting all over. But it's really, it was amazing how fast it all kind of came back, you know? I totally. Mean, well, and yours, I don't know if you opened it up in the same name, but, you know, your your account. I mean, it's one of those kind of, you know, I tie it right with MMA roasted in the yes. sense of you know, a humorous account and, and one that he retweets, you always see. And so it's easy to find for sure. Well, I'm glad you mentioned him. You know, first things first. I mean, Adam is like the four minute mile of MMA jokes. You never really thought of it until it happened. So uh, he's like, you know, he's, He's the godfather of this deal. So any MMA joke I make on my Dana account, it's just a shadow of the path that he's paved. You know what I mean? Oh, he's so good. He's so far beyond even just a Twitter account, you know, but but he is one 
anyone MMA I know, go go follow him, and you've got to oh, follow yeah. him, or you know, you retweet him to make him put it out there. Because I mean, even the skits he writes for yep. the award shows, or I mean, the guy is. I, I mean, and seeing him live, it was even better than it was like Twitter come to life actually for for me seeing him live. Well, that's one of those deals. Like uh, he's he's the real deal. I, I got to see him live too, and you know, it wasn't in, in an MMA capacity at all. He was hysterical. I mean, my wife and I were just cracking up. Yeah, he's so talented. Yeah, no, I saw him at the UFC uh, fight weekend, the, the UFC 200. Oh, awesome. And it was just fun. You know, yeah, he was doing – and that was the night he did the swap cast with um, – Oh, the phone booth. Yeah, uh, Yes, phone booth fighting. And Dan Hardy, you know, was, was there doing it with him. And I was, that was just badass. It was, it was fun. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing original about my Dana account is uh, – the majority of my tweets is where I sarcastically thank people for following me. You know, like, thanks for following me. Yeah. <laughs> Concentrate yeah. on the road instead of your goofy selfies, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, I did. I actually did get his permission before I, I did that account because I didn't want to be just a bad copy of him. You know what I mean? Right. But, no, uh, yours are, your, your jokes are, they come from uh, a Dana voice, kind of yes. like Tommy Toehold. He has that Dana voice. And, uh, you know, that your profile pick and it's just this for, for that one. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's unique, even though it does follow, it doesn't even follow, follow, uh, Adams. You know what I mean? Like they're, everyone has like their own flavor to it. And, uh, and yours is unique. And then Adams is obviously unique. And, um, there's so many other accounts that, you know, I don't even follow, but you, you just, they run through your timeline. I mean, the MMA community, man, it takes five minutes for <laughs> to see something. So, uh, you know, just the other the other accounts that are humorous, and so yeah, they're all fun. Uh, now, MMA Gold—that's the name of your fight team and your podcast. So, yeah, the podcast. The we just generically went with the MMA Gold podcast. You know, can't miss it. But um, the MMA Gold fight team is—they're they're based in El Dorado Hills and. They are, it's, uh, they, they work out of urban sprawl fitness is the gym and it's kind of more like, uh, they're a fight team. They have Annie's, they have pros. Uh, usually the biggest name attached to them is like Aspen lad. And, but there's so many others. It's, it, they have so much, so much talent, but it seems like it's, uh, it's run by a guy named Dave Hirschbein and it's like a team, um, that is like a managed team, but it's a fight team and they, they have coaches and they train, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's not like, uh, um, I wouldn't say it's like a Jackson wing. It's, right. you know, obviously it's just not that big, but, um, it just feels like it's, it, it's, it needs some more growth to obviously be something like that, but it's, right. it's, uh, it's got a lot of inclusive stuff for sure. It's a great, great team for, and they're young, you know, it's, uh, well, that's cool. It's cool to watch them progress. Yeah. That's how it all starts, man. I, I actually just listened to episode twenty-two of uh, the MMA Gold podcast. You guys are, you guys are hardcore fans for sure. I mean, you, you are beyond you know what I know about MMA. I mean, it. I like it. You know, I love to watch it. I love to talk about it. But you guys definitely got the nuances down. Well, you know what? And we started the show where I, I mean, I love MMA so much. It's yeah. so fun to interact with and just see the little goofy things that come across where you, you go, really, that's still a thing in the sport, huh? But <laughs> it sure is. And, uh, 
But, you know, we, I started this show by bringing worldly events. And the very first episode we had, one of their the undefeated guys is named Anthony Hernandez. He's got a fight actually coming up on March 18th against one of Nate Diaz's training partners. His name is Mike Persons. And uh, so we had Anthony on. We had Max on, who Max Griffin, he was supposed to be in Fortaleza this Saturday, but got injured, unfortunately, and had to pull out. Uh-huh. But um, I bring it. I bring the show to them with uh, you know world events and let's talk about this. Max is a huge fan, follower, all that. Anthony didn't have a TV, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, you know he he barely knew Anderson Silva. You know he barely knew Cyborg. It was just hilarious. So it took a couple episodes of that where I go, okay, you know, and let's focus on the team. Let's focus on you guys. And so uh, we definitely just just focus on on the team, but. You know, they're 50 deep, uh, you know, basically half Amis, half pros. Right. And yeah, I, I think they have a lot of cool personalities to bring out. So that's, that's yeah, great. That's kind of our focus. You guys had a nice little burb, uh, too. You, you started talking about social media and, and you guys are right on. Basically, you know, nobody would know I even existed besides my friends and family if it wasn't for, you know, Twitter and the social media presence, you know, I built for myself. And, and you know, it's, it's nice to see some of these fighters are actually finally getting that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's actually interesting to me that me as a fan, as someone who sees what other people put out about MMA and fighters yeah. and promotions. And I, I think to myself, like, well, I mean, you guys just know to do this. Right. And, and they don't really think about it. And, and some of them, I, you know, I tell them, I go, I go, guys, you got to put this out more or share this or, right. and, and they gripe, you know what I mean? They actually go, ah, oh, you know, and uh, I, it's just kind of funny how some of them, uh, struggle with that. And so when you hear these shows talk about a fighter needs to put themselves out more, right. it's because so many don't. And so they, I, I do, I try to push that on them and I try to make them do it. And, um, some of them are really good at it and funny at it and right. personable, but yeah, it's definitely a need. Well, like, I'll tell you what, like there's even UFC guys, you know, seasoned guys that you maybe have like, 1400 Twitter followers or, or whatnot. They just don't interact. You know, the, the most successful ones are the ones that interact with their fans on Twitter. You know what I mean? And, um, who's some of the best ones, you know, I, uh, Daniel Cormier has before. He's pretty funny. John Jones is the best. He's probably the best internet troll there is out there. I mean, he, he just cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. I don't, um, I, as far as like following, like UFC guys, you know, I it's, I don't really follow a lot of them because yeah. I just see their stuff pop up, or yeah. if that if there becomes this Twitter beef, you know, you see it happen, or um, yeah, but but the ones who like um, uh, like Ben Rothwell, I mean, he he is one who is charismatic through Twitter or tries yeah. to be, and um, now he's, we know it's because he's juiced up on, on PEDs, but <laughs> I don't think, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think that's what Dana White meant by move the needle. God, you know, but, it, <laughs> but, um, I, I noted, or like, you know, like Stipe, um, he's, he's one who, I mean, dude, the guy's the heavyweight champ. He follows like almost 2000 people. I think he follows me and not my Dana account, but my that's actual, dope. One. That's but so dope. I think that's so cool, you know? And, there's no other sport where 
I, I mean, I don't know many major league. Well, I don't follow baseball anymore yeah. at all, anyways. But do they follow their fans? I I don't, I don't know. So. You, you know, most of the guys anymore they have eight million followers and they follow twenty three people. You know what I mean? Stipe. Now yeah. that was a deal where like. uh I don't know what it was. I think I tweeted, I hope someday you get in the UFC. And he's like, I'm going to go ahead and follow you. Don't fuck it up or something like that. And this was <laughs> probably three years ago, but I didn't fuck it up. I, you know, he, as far as I know, he still Maybe follows me. It. But uh, yeah, but That's it had dope. nothing to do with my Dana account. So I don't really even know how that happened. But uh, what what a cool guy. Like The best ever was after he won the championship, he was standing outside his fire department where he works. He's a fireman, you know, and whatnot. What a good guy. And uh, he's waving at cars trying to get him to stop and take a picture with him. Like with his belt? or With his belt. Like he's literally standing out on the road in his, you know, his T-shirt and jeans or whatever, you know, and, and wearing the belt around his shoulder waving at cars. <laughs> maybe it's a, yeah, the Cleveland thing maybe. But yeah, that's I would. I would too. I mean, shit. I know. I mean, what a guy. I can't, you know, he, here he is, the you know, the heavyweight champion of the world. I don't think he's making uh, the money he should be making. You know, didn't uh, what, Mark Hunt and uh, Overeem this weekend made 750000 each, didn't they? Do I have that right? Uh, I don't follow much of the payout kind of stuff. I, you know, the ones that catch my eye, uh, like that one might have. I just didn't yeah. see it. But yeah. um, big numbers like that kind of catch my eye or numbers like Sage getting – what was it like 40, 40 and, and 40 was it 40 and 40? Yeah, man. Like, come on. And, but, uh, you know, numbers like that kind of stick out to me, but yeah, I don't follow like, uh, contract stuff overly, yeah. you know, too, too close or payouts, you know, again, it's like, if it strikes me in a headline, but yeah, man, they would because they'll experience and, um, you know, probably what carries over from, I don't know how much pride per se carries over, but I would think that like, it kind of carries over, you yeah. know? Oh yeah. Well, uh, not in terms of Reebok or anything, but <laughs> speaking, know. speaking of that fight, I thought that was a good fight, but, uh, uh, we're talking about, of course, UFC 209, which was last week. What do you think, you know, was the Tyron Woodley versus Steven Thompson main event fairly unfairly criticized? Do you think it was as horrible as everyone says? Uh, well, I just, number one, the, the seeing Mark, Mark Hunt go down like that, it was, I had, I was kind of like, oh, you know, I, know. I, I just wanted to see him, I want to see him win so bad. I, I don't And, uh, it seems like anyone who not, not necessarily like it has leverage or something or yeah. just, I don't know. It's like, it, like, why does a loss then take away from like his court case? You know what I mean? I like, don't know. I, it's funny. I just had a feeling he was going to lose because I didn't really know how serious he was because he mentioned he just had to take a fight to feed his family and he's got all this stuff with the court case going on. You know, I I hope that wasn't the case. I hope he didn't just phone it in. I mean, both these guys are heavy sluggers and he had, you know, he had Alistair on the ropes a few times. So I, I don't know. I hope he's back. I hope he gets another good fight. I hope, you know, this last loss doesn't screw him. But, you know, it's a whole different world out there now with uh, IMG and William Morris Entertainment or whatever they got going on, you know? Yeah. No, it's kind of like the Cole Miller fight when he, you know, he, his his video caught my eye because he was so disgruntled in his, yeah. tra- in his gym. And it just caught my attention. And he kept it going. 
until the fight and you think, oh man, this guy's going to win. And you even saw the headlines, like this is going to help his case and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then he loses and you're like, oh man, Cole Miller's screwed, you know? And um, yeah, anyway, so that just made me think of that. But the the Woodley and um, Thompson fight, man, you know, I was always in the, the camp of you're not supposed to boo these guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm never going to do what they do ever. I'm never, ever going to do what they do. And uh, I'm perfectly fine with that. But, you know, I'm wildly entertained by them. And I think it's that like the martial arts side that yeah. carries into. But, you know, I think the mixed side is, is we're all screwed up, too. Yeah. And, you know, we. Is it a sport? Is it an entertainment? It's both. It's not. So um, I heard on MMA Junkie Radio, Gorgeous George. And do you listen to that one at all? I don't. Gorgeous George and the Goes. I don't. Oh, my. MMA Junkie Radio. They're like the OGs of this. Okay. And uh, they're they're fantastic. I love them. But uh, I felt like, you know, when George says that you know when you're paying you know to be entertained right you you can boo you can boo if you're not entertained and it's your prerogative to do that and and you can choose not to and i just don't don't fault people who do and i'm very much one who will boo because yeah. you know to not engage you know, I, that was ridiculous and I to uh, oh sorry go you go ahead i'm sorry no 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 i all i was gonna say was i i didn't think it was as bad as some fights you know i thought the worst one ever until the end was the the uh, frank mir uh crow cop fight i thought that was probably the worst of two guys not engaging you know what i mean yeah that was bad that uh that was that a title fight no no it was a three-rounder and uh i think yeah they, I, they clinched and mir yeah. caught him and that was it yeah, I, which, you know, it's a, a boring fight. It's a boring fight. It's right. a boring fight. But when it's that title fight yeah, and there's all this talk and there's all this around, built around it and, you know, you each said you're going to end this and you're going to put on this big show and then you both waited to counter each other. Yeah. And I just, I, you know, again, I'm not going to do this, but... I, I tweeted out during the event that I know uh, a slew of welterweights in this region who would rather go out on their shield than than have a fight like that. Yeah, well, especially yeah. I, I love Tyron. I'm a Missouri guy. I'm a Mizzou guy. And uh, but he talked a lot of shit leading up to it, like he's going to put a stamp on this. He's going to knock him out. I don't. I, I'm not really talking bad about him, but. It's just unfortunate the way that fight went after after talking all that smack. He's trying to get some leverage for some bigger fights, and uh, yeah, I don't know. And I mean that that's a tough one to swallow, you know. I I think what's most frustrating too about him is again I don't follow him, but his Twitter account's going to pop through, and yeah. uh, you know it didn't take long for him to, and he's one to engage with fans, but yep. it's like he does it in such a defensive way, you know, yeah. and, um, these, these people are going to spew hate, even when you do something fantastic. So when you engage it, I mean, what are you doing? But to then go on and, and, um, it just be, seems so defensive about it and, um, just own it, own it. You know, I mean like Dan Hardy, right. 
he he said something about you know this was the worst fight. Dan Hardy's the man. Dan Hardy rules. Dan Hardy, <laughs> Dan Hardy, the outlaw for life. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And uh, it's funny because he's like British, but you know, and I'm always like trying to like raw raw American guys, but <laughs> dude, Dan Hardy. I fell in love with him when he gave up his arm to St. Pierre and he, it was like bending. He was going to let oh, it snap. Yeah. You know I remember I mean? that, that arm bar. Oh my. Yeah. Just got, it just got me. It was like, wow, Dan Hardy. But, um, I don't know how know, many, he, go ahead. Oh, just, he, he puts out something and then Woodley's response is basically like, yeah, putting him like, like you're on the sidelines, man. <laughs> like, like you have room to talk. Yeah. Listen, I will tell you something about Dan Hardy. That whole Dan Hardy GSP fight, he talked. He was so convincing with his shit talking. Like, I was convinced he had a real chance against him. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, this yeah. it, it's been a no, while back. I was back. ready for it. I, it's been a while back, you know, but he really sold that fight. Really sold that fight, you know. And then you got GSP saying the same old thing. He said, he is the most dangerous opponent that I have ever faced, you know. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the whole spiel he always gives – and, uh, but, and then he did, it was just a clinic. I mean, he took him down, took him down, took him down. But Bisbing said something about that fight too. If this is the best the welterweights have to offer, then, uh, I, I can't remember what he said now. Damn it. But, uh, uh, oh, St. Pierre saying something about. Bisbing. No, it was, uh, Bisbing saying something about the Tyron fight. Oh, oh, no, I didn't, I didn't see anything. Um, but. Again, it's like, well, then how does he have a a right to say something? He's in another division, you know? <laughs> I mean, it gets stupid where people act like you can't, you can't. That's what I guess is frustrating when, you know, it's, like you have to play baseball to talk about baseball. No, if you're a fan of baseball, right? you could just like baseball. Uh, I want to see all these football fans out there uh, tackling each other and spearing each other with helmets <laughs> on and, you know, and then they can go talk about these football players, but they don't. And I just don't see why if we don't watch hours and hours and hours of this and talk about it for hours and hours, why don't we get a say? And of course we do, but I think it's, they, they want to try to, or, or who like people like a Tyron Woodley who want to shut it down and no, yeah. you can't say something like, come on, man. We, of course we can. He was super, you know, I think if he would have finished that fight in the fifth round, I think it would be a different conversation. He certainly tried to, but it was just too little right. too late. I don't no. think, I, I just think, you know, and I've heard this before too. He, I think he may have confidence issues. You know, he's, he could have out wrestled him and this and that. And, uh, he didn't, you know, so, you know, like the whole deal where he wouldn't take that fight with Hector. I, I don't even want to talk bad about him because, but, but, you know. I actually just missed him at a wrestling tournament also. You know, my kids were going to. We just happened to not wrestle that weekend uh, in St. Louis, and it was that tournament that uh, was on the UFC embedded. So uh, oh, and a, nice. a, a bunch of our kids got to take pictures with him. This is a week out of his fight, you know, and uh, you know he's cutting weight, and he's just he's out there with his fans, and he's taking pictures. So, yeah, that's got to say something good for him, you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, the things that, you know, yeah, exactly, doing – what the UFC makes these guys do during their, yeah. I mean, think about that last week and they mm. need to get the weight off and all the just stuff. They're put the open workouts, the, 
media scrums. Yep. Uh, they're not doing that at the regional level. No. And the guys that I see, they're they're miserable during their weight cuts. You know, I mean, they're just like struggling. You know, sometimes not in terms of like unhealthy, but it's just it's hard, man. And they got to focus, and uh, that's a lot of distraction. Oh, and that was a really cool. That was a really cool embedded, actually. That uh, no, it was that you're you're talking about. So I, I like that one. Well, I mean, it, you know, back in the Strike Force days, and even Bellator now, they, these guys don't have to do near as much shit as the UFC guys got to. You know? Yeah. I mean, no. it, it's kind of sad they just can't focus on on fight week, but you know that's part of it. That's part of the game. You know, Conor McGregor kind of had enough, and then he he did a little more press, but. You know, uh, you know, Nick Diaz lost out on the first GSP fight because he didn't do the press, and that's that's part of being a champion, I guess, in the UFC is being able to handle all that and the weight cut and everything else, you know, uh, except for Khabib. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what's kind of cool about the MMA Gold podcast is a lot of these men and women that they've never they've never done anything media at all, or right. they're a very first time amateur or like, uh, I mentioned Anthony, Anthony Hernandez, his, his fight name's fluffy. And he, he never had done anything media. And then I was interviewing him like before the podcast and like, he would talk to me and, and then, you know, we do the podcast and he, he would kind of be like, man, this I'm awkward. He'll say it on the show. <laughs> TV, I'm awkward, man. I'm so awkward and he's hella cool. He's so fun. He's so nice. And I just think, uh, it, it helps them because I heard him actually on another, another interview recently. And I mean, again, he's not a Conor McGregor and he'll admit like, that's not my style, but right. he just sounds so much more at ease than, you know, he was initially. And that's just my, my take on, on listening to him and listening to him on a different show. But I think it's just a platform to give them practice because like Max, who's in the UFC, he's, it's nothing for him. He just goes on. He has so much fun. He's this, he's that. And he knows how to put himself on the, on his Facebook live and yeah. run it through there. And, um, the guy, so he's got it down, you know, and these guys got to learn it. It's, it's kind of interesting to see that. It's a skill. I think man. we're, you know, mentioning that before. It's for sure a skill. I mean, there's, there's, you know, you and I were pretty social media savvy, but I mean, I, I guess we we plugged and played a lot till we got it right, and now you got these guys trying to learn all that. It's it can't be easy, you know. No, and even uh, you know what am what am I doing with it? It's like I'm just <laughs> kind of sharing whatever I did, or um, and I guess that's all it's for. And that's but I also use it a lot for play. Like, hey, what's what's Dane Hunley saying today? Or <laughs> you know. It's, it's definitely a game for me when people like play video games. Like I play Twitter, you know, that's so. true. Uh, yeah. And I, I used to be, but a yeah, man, you that, that could be fight. That could be fight, man. I was, was devastated. Heartbroken. Heartbroken. I haven't felt that bad. I don't, it's amazing. Like how emotionally moving it can be sometimes, but it, it really was where you're, I was, and he was like at the weigh-ins. I thought, no way, are we going to lose this now? We're good. And then there was people then, still saying, yeah, oh, he may still show up for the weigh-ins. You know, there's 22 minutes left, or, or this and that. And uh, no, I will tell you this though: when this fight got announced, and you can look this up, this is on the Dana account. This is months ago. I said, Khabib said it will be an honor to pull out of an interim title fight. 
<laughs> yeah, what's um do you know do you follow the his name's the king and uh is he Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. Izzy Garcia. Yeah, man, that guy's hilarious. He is. He's and uh got a lot of followers. I don't know how he gets away with what he does. You know what I mean? Like he'll he'll change his account to look just like Ariel Hawani's and then Oh really? You know, oh Someone pulled out of this fight, or someone was flagged by USADA, and you kind of like have to do a double take. Like, wait, what? So I don't know. I don't know how he gets away with that kind of shit. But he he wrote something like, I think it was like Fight Week or something. He yeah. goes five days till fight and four days until you could be pulls out or something. That's thought, funny, man. So funny, so funny. I actually, so, uh, I actually had a USADA parody account and it got permanently suspended from Twitter. So <laughs> like, uh, what was, was it? it? Uh, Go ahead. Was it the NC, uh, N S a seed? No, that was a, that oh. they popped up right after I did. It was, it just said USADA and it had some underscores in it, you know, on, on both ends. And I, I'd say things like, uh, uh, you know, USADA just knocked on uh, Roy Nelson's door and then burst out laughing and left. And then uh, I, I said something about Tim Kennedy, and he bit on it, and he said, "You know, you don't come knocking on my door." Because <laughs> it was right when, uh, right when he pulled a gun on somebody. I wish I remember what that was, but all those tweets are gone now because uh, the account is gone. And I think oh. it was meant to be a, a temporary thing anyway. But I never put, you know, the golden rules of a parody account is you have to say it is a parody account. And I did not. I just said. I just said we 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 make sure the uh, rules are enforced or something like that. And then I never said it was a parody account. And I think the actual USADA reported me, and <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so it was fine that awesome. it, it ran its course anyway. But uh, I don't know. Like Vitor Belfort just tested positive for dad bod or something like that, and it, <laughs> it, it went on and on and on. But uh, hey, what do you say we we pick some fights? Yeah, for sure. So, um, how is this like a game you play? How do how do we do this? You know, I just like to talk about it. I, I actually do do the fight pick thing, the UFC pick them, you know, for fun. But uh, uh, everyone makes fun of my uh, record because it's not the greatest. I think one night I had seven perfects, and I've never even gotten close to that since. So, I just it's just something I like to do, <laughs> and I don't do it every show. I, I only do a few MMA shows here and there, but uh, I, I won't go over every single fight. But uh, we'll go over some of the. Oh, you mean for the we're looking at Fortaleza? Oh, the, Fortaleza, the yeah, one. yep, yep. And thank you for okay, saying gotcha. Fortaleza I, before I tried to say Fortaleza because uh, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to yeah. pronounce that. But, yeah, uh, right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to pick a few fights? Okay. Oh man, yeah. No, this is always fun. I, I like you mentioned. You're terrible at it. I, I suck. I, I don't. I feel like I, I know this guy's style. I feel like I know. Dude, I'm way too emotional about it. Like, I like this dude, him. You, and I don't know what it is that makes that final pick yeah. in my head that go, this guy, and I suck at it. So <laughs> this will be documented. All right. Well, let's do it. We'll document it, and we'll we'll either be geniuses or, uh, or, or not. So let's check it out. All right. All right. So, uh... First fight, I think, is of some notice, and I'm a fan of this guy, Joe Sato. 
versus Ronnie Yaya. I, I like Joe Sato. I like the fact he came in short notice and he went. Did he not go all five rounds to TJ Delisha? I uh, well, he got finished in the fifth. He did get finished in the fifth. That's right. He got. But he put on uh, quite the performance yeah. and, and showed tons of toughness and you know yeah he was impressive. Yeah, he was man. I I I enjoyed that fight. But uh, we got Joe Sato, Ronnie Yaya. Who do you got? Or honey, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I, Soto actually, uh, he also was on an EBI recently. I don't know if he won it, but I saw him win a match for sure. Oh yeah, but um, not not EBI eleven or, but uh, it was it was a recent one. But uh, you know, and and Yahya's, he's a real he's a jujitsu guy, and but he's been really putting seemingly more aggressive. Like uh, Ronnie Yahya in the WEC days, he bored me. <laughs> um, you know, he just, he was just too jujitsu, and now he's throwing hands more. Um, ranked 14th, uh, that doesn't really mean much, I guess. But I guess I just think I think Yaya will will beat Soto, but maybe a decision. I gotta go, S- Soto. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I think he's had a few near misses and some bad decisions go his way, but. My instinct is to pick him, so you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> now, this is crazy because this fight's on the prelim card. You got, uh, well, maybe not so crazy, but, you know, the Motown Phenom, Kevin Lee versus Francisco Trinaldo. Trinaldo. Who do you have on that? Nasa Ronduba. Nasa Ronduba. Yeah, um, I like I, I like Kevin Lee. Yeah. He's, he's someone who I don't. Mm, I don't know. Like he, he talks, but he's yeah. not. He doesn't bug me. No, and I, I, I like him. Um, he, he's so. I don't know. He's gotten better. I think, and I think his last performance didn't he lose. I, th- I think he won that um, one. It was the one before that. He got sorry, caught with that punch. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Sorry, he's on a good streak actually. Um, no, uh, he lost yeah, a while ago. Um. Yeah, so he's on a good streak. Uh, but at Master Ronduba, I think he's on like a seven-fight win streak. Um, <coughs> he's older, too. You know, you always think like these older guys, like how can they keep these younger guys? But yeah. they do. Um, in Brazil, you know. But uh, I, I, I'm i going to go with Kevin Kevin Lee. Yeah. Um, but Master Ronduba, I mean, he's he's been... I don't know. I, I don't know if he finishes all his fights... Um, but yeah, TKO decision, decision, doctor stoppage. I mean, <laughs> decision, 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 decision. Um, yeah, you know, I just think Kevin Lee's gonna be really aggressive, and I don't think he'll keep up. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just, I think it's Kevin Lee also, but uh, this is one of those ones that could go either way. You know what? You still, yeah. with, you still with me? All right. Hey, uh, yeah. All right, on to the main card here. All these fights look really good. I mean, this is, uh, I think this is almost a pay-per-view caliber card, you know? But uh, now this is I, a... Go yeah, ahead. I'll feel like I'm getting my, I feel like I'm getting my 50 bucks back from 208. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was a bad one. Uh, uh, oh, man. I, I don't think, 209 was good except for the last fight, but uh, yeah, 208 was bad. Uh, you know, when you get Dana yeah. White coming, yeah, I'm sorry, it sucked, you know. 
<laughs> but uh, okay, we got uh, the bottom of the main card here. We got Tim Means versus Cowboy Alex Oliveira. I, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if I really care for Cowboy Oliveira very much. But uh, what do you think about this? Man, uh, it's that welterweight. Yep. Uh, man, Tim Means, he's just that one of those guys where he throws those elbows and he has these weird combinations and weird strikes that are so exciting. He presses forward. He's, he's done really well at, at, at welterweight actually. Um, Brazilian cowboy. Um, well, this is actually a a rematch of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Brazilian cowboy, you know, uh, I liked him coming in. I think he became a heel like right after maybe their their no contest. But well, um, he became a heel. I think the Will Brooks fight. He didn't make weight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. And then, uh, and then right. I, Edwin was not so sure he wasn't faking this last fight when he got hit when he was downed. If I'm not mistaken, right? right. Oh yeah, you got it. Yeah, I liked him coming in, and then um, I didn't really. When I don't know, I don't, I don't hate the guy, but no. I just don't think he's going to beat Tim Means. Well, I, I don't think Oliveira is a real welterweight. Welterweight, anyway. I think he just couldn't make weight that last time because he, you know, there's a bunch of those guys from Brazil that did not make weight. Lineker, which is no surprise, but except for he missed weight at 135 instead of 125. But I, I think Tim Means is a, a true welterweight. I think he. I think he puts it on Cowboy. I got to go with Tim on this deal. It's like we're agreeing on all of them, man. This is perfect. This is terrible. We got to disagree at least once here. This happened to me once before. All right. Uh, Betch Korea versus Marion (laughs) Renau. Man, uh, Marion actually has been doing some strength and conditioning with – his name's Coach Doug – his name's Doug Casebeer. Everyone calls him Coach Doug. But out of MMA Gold and – She's been, you know, following his meal plan and, and, you know, strength and conditioning training. And Mm. so, I don't know, it feels like, and she's a teacher and I always feel like so connected to these like teachers, you know? So, um, I'm going Marion Renault just for all these reasons that, you know, are not related overly much to MMA (laughs) per se, but, um, yeah, man, she's just so tough though. And it's funny how she doesn't look old you know, she's like 39, you know, and she doesn't look at it all. And she's so damn tough and so aggressive. It's, it's, it's easy to cheer for her for, for one. And Betch, Betch go, Hey, uh, man, I don't know. It's the joke is what always like yeah. watching her on the weigh-in scale. And then it's all kind of downhill from there. <laughs> I'm picking Betch just because of the MMA thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Betch may have this one, but, uh, you know, just because for me, as a casual fan, she's a little more well-known to me. So uh, I hope your gal wins, though. <laughs> yeah, I was I was bummed out because I was supposed to, you know, be able to sit down with Marion and do do a show with her. Uh, it just didn't, you know, work out timing or whatever. Oh. But uh, just a just a, I guess from because I never got a chance to actually cross paths with her. Yeah, uh, you know, she lives in Visalia, and she would just come up like you know, on weekends sometimes to, to work with coach Doug some. And so, or, you know, our paths would cross, wouldn't cross, but right. I guess from what I would hear, man, 
she wanted that bench fight so bad, even before it was ever made. And so I don't know. I think just uh, some teachers and their mindset, I think, is like when you set your mind to a band, it, it's going to be done no matter what needs to happen. And so uh, anyway, so she's just, uh, I think, a real tough, tough character for sure. All right. Uh, next up. Oh, this is a tough one, too. Uh, Edson Barboza versus Benil Dariush. Benny. Benny, man. Uh, you got wheel kick guy versus... <laughs> Grinder guy. This, oh, oh, uber humble. <laughs> just the nicest guy in the world kind of guy. Um, I, I I always cheer for Benny. I just always like his demeanor. I like yeah. him in interviews. and He's so fun to watch. He uh, doesn't look like he's super aggressive, but he's he's so talented, man, for sure. All right. So are you picking him then? Oh, yeah. No, I'm going Benny again. All right. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go Edson Barboza. I think he's – he's uh, man, I, I think he might be a little too much for Benny, but if, if Benny gets him down, Benny's going to win. But I think if Edson keeps his range and uh, uh, he's got this, so I, I'm going to go with Edson Barboza. Barboza is hard to take down too. So yeah, I think you might be right. Actually, I might have might have changed that pick, because no, this is going to go down in, in the podcast books once this is done. And okay, it'll, it'll I see. <laughs> All right, this <laughs> one this one's tough for me. Uh, you know, you got uh, Mauricio Shogun Rua, Hua and Jean Vellante. Now. Shogun's just one of those guys you're just going to perpetually root for because you know he's a good guy, he's a good fighter. He's probably in the sunset of well, he is in the sunset of his career. And then you got Jean Vellante, who I don't think is very good, but I don't know if these two cancel each other out or not. Yeah, and uh, Shogun, I I think he's just that, like you said, that that face and that name that you yep. see and you automatically say, oh, that guy. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, I agree. John Vellante, I think he just maybe has, of all the 205ers we're getting rid of, you know, we, mm-hmm. we keep John Vellante. Yeah. But um, I, I think, like you said, the sunset of Shogun's career. Yeah. Uh, He's in Brazil. That's- John Vellante. Yeah, that's, that's the only kind of hope I think that will spark maybe five years off his life and, and you know, yeah. get him going. But. I just see John Vellante younger and just coming off a, a TKO win. And um, I just think he'll take it. So I'm going John Vellante and he's going to get all this boost to yeah. then go blow it in the next one, I think. Yep. But yep. Um, I think him. I, I'm picking Shogun. I, I think he's in Brazil. He's had a lot of time off. And like I said, I just don't think Volante is that good. Now that being said, Volante could catch him at any second, but uh we gotta go Shogun on this deal. Uh last fight, main right. event right here. Vitor Belfort, who usually looks different when he's in Brazil versus Kelvin Gaston. <laughs> who who looks different at middleweight. <laughs> yeah, man. Um Man, v- I don't know. Again, it's like you put this face in front of me, Vitor Belfort, you know, and you just, you can't help but spark those images of him knocking some dude out, you know, just senseless with 50 oh, punches in a row or something. 
but that's not him anymore. And, you know, head kick to Bisbing Vitor Belfort mm-hmm. and knock out Dan Henderson, Vitor Belfort. And knock out different Vitor, Vitor Belfort. Yeah. Yeah. Rock old too. Different, different Vitor. It is in Brazil. Um, I just, Kelvin coming off of, coming off of a win and a big win. Doing a it in the middle. Win. Right. Right. I, I couldn't believe he, he beat Tim Kennedy up like that. I'm like, he manhandled it. You know, here's a guy, yeah. this is a weird situation because here's a guy that swears he's a 170 pounder. He has not lost at 185. Not once. I mean, he beat up Nate Marquardt. He, uh, the way he handled Tim Kennedy, he was a big, big 185 pounder. I think he's just, he's strong. He's smaller. Yeah. But I think he's just freaky strong. I think he's a true 185 er you know, you know, I wasn't as convinced when I saw Johnny Hendricks fight at 185, uh, here recently, but yeah, I, I think he's 185 pounder. I, I think, I don't know. I mean, what do you think, man? He's growing into his body. Yeah. He, he, the kid's like 22 maybe, you yeah. know, and he's, he's still growing into his body. And so I agree. I think he's going to come out. I think he's going to win. And, um, I think he'll maybe actually then say to himself like, okay, maybe I just belong here and he'll stay. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I think, you know, unless it's TRT Vitor, I gotta, I gotta say it's gotta be Kelvin. Yeah. All right. Yeah, good. Well, we agree there. <laughs> yeah, we we went to uh, agreed on a bunch and disagreed on a bunch back to agreements. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, I usually like to keep these, you know, under about forty five minutes, and we're looking like we are right there. Um. I gotta say, man, it was, it was a pleasure. I I love talking to uh, guys I interact with on Twitter. It's just always interesting for me. Is there anything else you'd like to plug or uh, mention? I I think you you covered it in the intro, and and um, I just uh, I appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah, man, and I love. I, that's the whole reason I made the Twitter, and that's the whole reason I I never had social media before ever, and. So I've only had it for a couple of years, even though I've watched MMA forever. I've, I've right. only had it for a little bit and just to run across guys like you or just anyone in the MMA community. So um, anyways, yeah, th- just a huge thanks to you for having me on yeah. and anyone who then checks out the MMA gold podcast and to follow the team. And there's going to be a ton of, ton of people to pay attention to coming out of this region for sure. Cool. Well, man, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. Uh again, thanks so much for coming on and uh I hope we get to chat again soon. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, take care. Later. Bye. All right. Well what fun that was. I, I love talking to guys. Uh I meet on social media and uh yeah, what a what a what a good guy he is. So uh I'm gonna end it right here. Uh, if you like what you hear, please go to AaronSaysWhat.com and support the podcast by clicking on the affiliate links. And uh, until next time, Shalom. You are listening to the One Man Show Network.